Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is the Steel Curtain Network's editor, Dave Schofield, coming at you Tuesday night, just after 9 p.m. As a Steelers fan, where else would you rather be? And with me, as always, except when he's not, is my big brother, Rich. Big bro, how's it going tonight? Uh, we are yet one week closer to what I start calling getting down to the meaningful stuff. Yeah, so. next week, the anticipation will be almost um, uncontrollable. We will be on the eve of the Steelers reporting. The eve of the Steelers reporting. Now, for those of you who noticed, I was able to, for, for several months now, I've just been saying Steel Curd Network's Dave Schofield. I was able to throw the editor title back in there because as of Saturday, <laughs> the Steel Curtain Network website is live. It's out there. We are producing content. Make sure you check us out. You just go to steelcurtainnetwork.com. That will direct you to the right spot. We are still working through bugs. We are still trying to fix things. We are trying to make it to look as great as possible. But uh, now we've kind of taken where we were forced to split into two different entities back. We were informed in January. It split out in February to the middle of March. Now we're bringing it back together into one place where you, one entity, Steel Curd Network, where you get your podcasts and the articles and everything. So for those of you that have checked it out already, thank you for the support. We really appreciate that. Oh, there. So now that I've got that. You know, I, I, I will make a quick little plug on the okay. website kind of thing. I like how the comment stuff. I like how the comment stuff works. There's um, there's there's pros and cons to what we have, and that's what we've got to keep correct. trying to work through yes, what we, we need can, to can fix. It. You know what? I will I will say this. There is something to be said for a dislike button. I was going to say, there is a dislike <laughs> button. Well, it's not a dislike button. No, it's, it's a, a thumbs, thumbs down. Thumbs it's down. a thumbs down. And, and, and I, I like that you have the ability to say, hey, I really agree with what you're saying, or hey, I'm not sure you're going no, the right way. I don't know about that one. So, and, and the thing is, you have all those options for the article itself. There is where you can say that for the article. Uh, it's... I there's parts of it that are nice. Some people are saying they're having issues that they have to log in every time. I've dealt with that like once or twice on mobile, but as soon as I just hit one button, I'm I'm in. I don't have to type in anything. Um, but I haven't had any problems on desktop. I I can tell you this for those of you who don't want to get too much in, into things, there are some people that are struggling that they can't get to the website because the ultimate domain is a dot app because FFSN is going to be developing an app. We're hoping to have it out this fall. I'm not on that side of things, um, so I can't make promises that I have no clue about. But that's why the website's not app. We're actually in the process of securing a domain that the, even if you go to ffsn.app, it'll redirect to a .com domain because some people are having problems. They say they can't access it at work because they don't, they're, they're by the filters and everything. We're on that. So if you're one of those people like, I can't go because of that, patience. We'll, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. there. there so there, um, we're going to be there. You know, we we knew. Yeah. I'm not sure if, all our, if everybody out there knew, but we had a good idea that, yes, there were going to be some little bugs to work through. And the best way to work through them, honestly, you get to a point when you're talking website. You got to do it. Where it's yeah. just you go live with the website and figure out what bugs are left as you go. And that's why you don't go live the first day of training camp. <laughs> you try to get stuff working yeah. out then and, and everything. Yeah. So for, for those of you that, that are here, that are listing, that are in the, that are here on, on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, hopefully you found the correct Facebook. Uh, if that's where you, where you watch, because it's, it's the steel curtain network, Facebook page. If you've checked it out, thank you so much. If not, it, it, it'd be great to see you there. Um, because we're we're focusing on quality over quantity, you'll see probably even more of the authors, like even Jeff Hartman, in the comment section and everything as well. So for, for those of you that have done that, thank you so much. For those of you that haven't, and you're like, hey, I'm here for podcasts, guess what? That's what you we're here what? for right now, Tim. I'm going to go back <laughs> over there one, one last time, but this is going to be 100% Steeler related. Okay. I mean, this is, I mean. All right, Shannon had, I believe, I think it was his first article gone there today, and it was talking about who's the greatest corner 
in Steelers history, and it really comes down to two guys. Mm-hmm. Was it Rod Woodson or was it Mel Blunt? And I, and and Shannon, if you are listening to this eight point time, hey, nice article. I jumped in in the comments and kind of gave my two cents worth. Um, because actually, I felt like I actually had a little more info than what Shannon actually had for his story. And what's quite ironic is I got the info firsthand. Really? Firsthand. Uh, yes, I was able to add some stuff in about Mel Blunt that Mel Blunt talked about at the draft party that I went to last year with that. That's right. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. In the, in the, set, in the live chat here tonight, you're still there, Thaddeus. Hey. How you doing? I've been trying to keep the grass mode up there for you. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, for those of you that are here list, listening, either in audio or, or, or with us live, Shannon's, this is part of what we're, we're doing is we're trying to support both the articles and the podcasts together. So that was actually a great discussion and everything that they were laying out on the hangover yesterday as well. That, yes. that, that Shannon's, you know, we're, Sometimes it felt like we were doing the work for podcasts and then we were doing the work for articles and they were kind of disconnected. We're trying to, you know, keep the discussion rolling and everything uh, for both, which is what we're going to do tonight because we're going to be talking about the five biggest questions going into Steelers training camp this year for 2023. But it's more than just questions. Right, Rich? Because you you were how, how did you I, say that I, to me when we went to do I was this? Telling, I was telling Dave before we hopped on the show that you know we we did this list last year, and the way the list was last year versus the way the list is this year for me is very different. Yes, last too. year I felt that the questions we were raising were almost out of desperation, mm-hmm. like things. We oh my goodness, to, what are they going to do here? We, yes, we <laughs> had to know the answers to because it was just, you know, bad. The The questions I have this year are more out of intrigue, more along the, uh, uh, I want to say that they're a little more, we're here, now what? You know, the, yes. it's just a little. It's not, oh my goodness, how is this going to work? Oh, how is this going to go to the next level? Things kind of like that. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It was just a very different feel for me coming up with the questions I came up with this year versus the the ones I had last year. So do you want to cover some of our ones from last year? Yeah. Before we do real quick, because I know we we like to talk, we sometimes we talk a little bit of news at the beginning. The only real news, there was something interesting that I'm going to bring up at a later point. Um, It was from where Cam Hayward had Kenny Pickett on his podcast. I'm going to bring that up as we go through our list when it's appropriate. I saw, I saw that. Yes. yes. So then also there's still no signing of Joy Porter Jr. But like I say, Will Levis, who's the pick right after him, hasn't signed. If we're talking about this next Tuesday, then I'm going to worry. That's yes. when I'll start to worry. They're like, Correct. we don't want it to, to hold things back there. But that's not even on our radar here. And of course... That's pretty much it for the news. So to roll into this, the biggest question mark every year with every team, no matter what, is health versus injuries. That is the the, the biggest unknown in the NFL from when you go to the offseason into training camp into the regular season. I mean, my goodness, look at how everything changes from, from week one, not even to week 18, even to week eight. How much things yeah. change like that when it comes to injury? So, right. So, so I left that out. I left that yeah, out too. That's we we have to say that a lot because we understand the biggest, the biggest question every year going in is: Can everyone stay healthy? Yeah. Can the right people stay healthy? Now, b- before we dive into this, I, I, I will say this: I think of outside of a few very key places, the Steelers can deal with some short-term injuries. I'm actually going to even talk maybe about that with one of them on Stat Geek this week. I obviously we've seen last year with TJ Watt, right? TJ yeah. Watt goes down. He's just a, that's a game changing player. Maybe they're in with with Marcus Golden this year, 
maybe they're a little bit closer than they were would have been last year, or not or they were last year. Maybe they would right. be closer this year than it would have been. But hopefully that's not an issue. Um, the Steelers all-pro player from last year on the back end, don't even want to say his name and associate stuff. If, if someone like that goes out, but even, even a quarterback – the Steelers have really made sure that they've that they've had some depth. I feel more confident with the Steelers at running back. I feel more confident with the Steelers with their depth. We'll see it when we get them on the field at offensive line. Defensive line has depth, you know. So I'm I'm yeah. Don't go into too much. Detail I know. You get I'm just saying when it comes to stuff, injury. I, just, just yes. We we've kind of removed injury. The yeah. Talking about injury, that's low hanging fruit because every team in the NFL could go and grab that. Yes. So, so we, here we stayed go. away from that low hanging fruit. Yeah. Now uh, here before, are the questions. Before, uh, before you start, Pittsburgh Toddy oh. just got done listening to Chicago's twenty-five six to four. Hey, great song. Love that. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm glad you saw that because I didn't, because I was looking at our list from last year. Now, our list from last year, this was in no particular order because we overlapped some. We only, we between your five and my five, we had a total of seven different things. So mm -hmm. just to give you an idea of what those were from last year, some of these will show up again this year, some of them maybe not. So here we go. What does Matt Canada's offense look like now? We didn't know that going into last year with with because uh, of Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, well, the Wookiee. I said, will the rookie, will the rookie wide receivers <laughs> be ready? Um, that was a big question, and he only got half of that uh, based on stuff last year. Uh, the, we was asked, what was the effect of Brian Flores on the defense going into last year? Miles Jack and Devin Bush, how would they work together? Because they hadn't played together. Now neither one of them are on the team. Uh, on team, so I think we got an answer to yep, that question. Yep. Then we asked about about three different situations of, of of position groups were the final three. It was how will the blank situation play out? They were all three the last same questions. They went cornerback, interior offensive line, and quarterback. Those were the questions from last year. So we're going to see probably some of that again this year and some very different stuff. Rich, you're ready to dive in. I, I am because I'll tell you what, mine sound a lot different this year. They just they just did. Yeah. So am I going? Right. You ready? Number yeah, five. And now and we're counting these down to what we think were the biggest questions. So I some of these are questions. I don't know that they're all that big. Hey, Jeremiah Yoder yeah. wants you to do the chewy impression again. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. But rookie wide receivers. If you I gotta slow that down or else the Star Wars just comes out in me. <laughs> so all right, Rich, what's your number five? All right, number five, okay. Have the Steelers found any answers at inside linebacker yet? <laughs> Have they found any answers? Any answers. Yeah, and that's... At that's, inside linebacker yet. That's, that, that's Because, again, really we're, we're talking a whole brand new room again, for the most part. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mark Robinson is the only one that's there from last year, and right. he was a... Last year, he was a rookie seventh-round draft pick. That did not dress, did not see the field to the end of the season. That's the only thing you have returning, and and they've already said that he's not in their plans to 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 compete for a starting role this year. Right, <laughs> Brian the Brown chat is like cracking me <laughs> they up. Are on this. Brian Brown says, "I got a bad feeling about this." <laughs> yes, that's the, that that lines in every movie. Yes, it is. Well, in every Star Wars movie, you guys know that. I, I, you know, and I'll talk about this more a, a little bit, but I'm going to go some into some of it now because you're right. That's the big, the reason that's a big question. And some people could say that's the, might think that's the biggest question. We'll just have to wait it's, and it, see. It's not is, to me this year based on what some of the rest of my list is. So. Gotcha. Because you don't know, how can you even know what kind of depth you have at inside linebacker when you don't really know what you're having at starters? You know what you could have. But it's all new. I mean, and when you go all new, that's tough. But what a lot of people have pointed out, how important is inside linebacker if you've got strength all around it? Correct. Because so that's honestly, that's, that's a pretty good have, question. We did not have great play at inside linebacker last year, but at times the defense was almost dominant because of what we had around the position like yeah. they the inside linebacker position did not have to be 
one of the top position units on the defense because the other ones were playing at such a high level. Yes. What what's just there's got to be concern. Injuries can crush just about anywhere. And honestly, if if this is a place where the Steelers get crushed with injuries, you might see old names come out. You know, because yeah. uh, you know someone well, like, I like mean, Jack is still out there, but yeah, I, yeah. But you know, I mean, if it got bad enough, I mean, who knows? Maybe Bad would be happy because he'd get to go back to Vinny Vidi Vici. So yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, he he's up there, but Jack Lambert's always been pretty good. <laughs> hey man, Jack Lambert, give that man a helmet and just like yeah. go out there. Just like go out and stare at people. Just go stare them. at them. You know, um just stare uh, at them, Jack Lambert. They'll hit the they'll hit the dirt. Oh, oh man. I was I had a quote and it and it and and it escaped me. Um of you know just just by looking at them. <laughs> you can make it happen just by looking at them. All uh, right. I, I'm gonna go ahead and throw mine out there. Okay. And this actually isn't a huge question for me. It's just that it's like you said, these are more intriguing questions. What has us intrigued by this? I, I, I'm intrigued how the offensive line is going to come together, the cohesiveness of it. And this was based on actually in the comments of one of the articles today at steelcurtainetwork.com. And that was someone talking about the offensive line. I'm like, I honestly. People might, people might not like hearing it, but I've said it a good bit. I think the Steelers might only have one different starter come week one in Sayomalu. That would not surprise me. Then maybe another different starter during the season, of course, taking injuries off, off the table. And it's not a position where your reserve guys play. You know, you, that, that you had three offensive linemen last year play 100% of the snaps for the season, and, and a fourth would miss one snap. The other guys didn't play. You, you don't rotate in there. So I the thing is that when I say with, with how, how co- cohesive they could be, you knew that was going to be a problem last year. This year shouldn't be anywhere close to the same level. So I find it intriguing because I – the answer could be they're good to go. That's why I think it's intriguing. More on that later. <laughs> more on that later. Okay, more <laughs> on that later. Okay. All right. So, uh, Rich, why don't you go ahead and hit us with your number four? All right. Number four. Now, this is slightly related to one for last year, but a okay. little different spin. Does Matt Canada get to open up the playbook more? <laughs> go ahead like, now. Now's the time. Now's the time. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. But kind of it's, kind of sounds like That's an article that I had run at steelcurdnetwork.com. I, I feel like all we're doing is plugging the website. But no, this honestly was there because this was part of the news. And because of that, I brought it up as just a, a, a discussion topic on Cam Hayward's podcast. Why can't I remember the name of the podcast right now? Not just football. That's what's called. Yes. Yeah. Not just football. He had Kenny Pickett on there. And some people were kind of intrigued and ran with the quote because some places didn't actually put the whole part of of that part of the interview out on social media because Cam Hayward's quote was this. This is what he asked Kenny Pickett. He said, Matt Canada isn't going to open up the playbook. So how do you feel about that? (laughs) And Kenny Pickett's like, "Uh, where'd you get that from? He's like, oh, I get it from, you know, like the, like from 97, the fan, because one of the guys is sitting right there next to him, um, that who he was, who he was ripping on. And if you had to hear it to understand the sarcasm behind it. Now I've now, heard different or people. If it was writ- or if people went back and put out what was transcribed, they forgot to do it in sarcasm. Font. Yeah. You, you didn't put it in sarcasm font. So the the thing was, even the sarcasm with it, I've seen Steeler fans take different ways. Some of them are like, he's really being sarcastic only because it's true. I'm like, so you're saying it's double sarcasm to not be sarcasm? 
Um, or they're like, because they're kind of making fun of the narrative out there when, when the team knows better, things of that nature. So yeah, that was the story there with, with Cam Hayward and Kenny Pickett. And, and if you know what I'm talking about, um, I've got a link to the video in the article there that, that you all could go check out because it was pretty interesting. Or you could, you know, check out the entire podcast wherever you get that of not just football with Cam Hayward. Um, interesting stuff there. So yeah, we'll. So tell me more about why you had that as your pretty interesting well, last question. Last year it was more of we were wanting to start to see what Matt Canna could do after switching from Ben Roethlisberger to at the time we had no idea who. Yeah. Then when when you get around you you got again two new quarterbacks coming in one of them a rookie you know you wondered did Kenny how much of the playbook did Kenny Pickett really have. You know, yeah. How much did they try to to say? Hey, we're not going to dump too much on him because of. Um, we don't know. That's why it's a. That's why I have it as a question. You know, yeah. basically, what I the other way I could have said that, it, it, I could have focused. I said it that way, of course, because of what happened on on the podcast today. But really, the way I could have said it was, is there more in Matt Canada's playbook that we haven't seen? And you know what? There is. There is. Yeah. But the question is, will we see it? Right. You know? You have, there's so much you have to do when it comes to a rookie quarterback. It. This was Mike Tomlin's first time ever dealing with a rookie quarterback that you're trying to build for the future. I, I'm sorry. Yes, I know it was really his first year after he what didn't dress his entire rookie year when Mason Rudolph came in in 2019. But that was with the full expectation that Ben Roethlisberger is coming back in 2020, which he did. Yeah. So it was a little bit different situation. Kenny Pickett was your number one pick, 20th overall, first quarterback off the board. If the plan isn't for him to be your quarterback for at least four or five years, then why did you even bother? Obviously, that's the plan. But when you are going to be getting a quarterback, it's not just short term, it's long term. You really have to look at that. People still complain that Kenny Pickett didn't start right away. I love that he didn't start right away because you know what Coach Tomlin did? He didn't set him up to burn out at the end of the season with, with the infamous rookie wall. Whether he did it on purpose or not, I can't say. I, I, I've never been able to ask Coach Tomlin that. And honestly, not just that. As a first-round quarterback, to not have to start those first couple games, really, you, you took some pressure off of him. Yeah, like like it, it's it was going to be pressure enough. If you could ease that pressure in any way, why would you not consider easing that pressure up? Yeah, and then they're like, "Well, I, I still thought it was very questionable to bring him in at halftime in Week Four." I'm like, "Is that really the best time?" But guess what? We're not with Kenny Pickett in the locker room. We're not out there coaching him and everything yep. else. Maybe Coach Tomlin's like, you know what? Maybe the best thing he needs is to get is to not have the anticipation of his first NFL action in the regular season building up all week. Maybe it's better for him to just get it at halftime, do what you can do, you know, see see if you can you can bring us back, which he did, but unfortunately they ultimately didn't win the game. See what see how things go there, because obviously they weren't going all that great before halftime. And then he's actually got some action under his belt that he can build upon in his first week of preparation to start. That might have been the, the thought process there. We, we don't know for sure. But there's a lot of things that they did with Kenny Pickett. And like, and like you said, they didn't have hot reads is one thing that Pat Fairmuth said. Are they not yeah. trying to put too much on his plate? Or were they trying were they not trying to, to create a paralysis to analysis? All those kind of things. So we're kind of getting off on another topic here, though. But anything else? Because we'll come no. back to that. Anything nope. else you want to say there about the about the Matt Canada thing? Nope, I'm okay, okay. for now. So. All right, you're getting, you ready for mine? Roll, roll on to four. Here's my number four, and I find it intriguing. I'm calling it the the final edition of the of the CB shuffle, the cornerback shuffle. How's it all really going to play out in that secondary? Is Patrick Peterson going to be on the outside and, and slide into the slot like Cam Sutton did last year a lot? 
where which side are you going to see Peterson versus Wallace? How are they going to utilize Joy Porter Jr. as they get him into the mix? Because it's more than just two and three guys. It's it's more than that because of so much sub-package football. How are they going to allot that? And how's it going to evolve over the season? So as you go into training camp, where, where are they going to start people out? And where do you kind of expect the, the shuffle to begin? Is it going to be something someone like a, like a Shandon Sullivan at the slot? Is it going to be Patrick Peterson? Is it going to be that they want Corey Trice to work in the slot? Is it going to be like some of the reports out there that they like a safety in the slot, like an, like an Elijah Riley, someone else there. How's that shuffle going to all play out, particularly on the outside? And you'll understand why I say on the outside when we get to stuff later. And, and you know, honestly, you could even get to, uh, are they going to potentially have multiple looks that they can, that they want to give that, that, you know, you know, certain teams, like, like if you have a, if you're bringing that slot guy and you're playing a team like, I don't know, like the Titans that has Derrick Henry, are you going to necessarily play that slot guy? You know, technically they've got the guys they can play it different against a team that's strong running versus a team that's more geared toward passing. Yeah. And, and, and it, you know, so it could technically vary week to week, but again, we don't know. That's the question. That's why it's intriguing. I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about it. So that the, the, they didn't say the five most concerning questions. We right. said the five biggest questions, and we're kind of giving you that we we're taking the angle of being intriguing. I'm intrigued by how it's going to be, and we'll see it at the beginning of camp, and we'll see how it evolves throughout the preseason, and then ultimately how it ends up with week one. I think that's exciting. So, Rich, you want to go you ahead? Say how it ends up at week one? Actually, it still intrigues me as to how it's going to end up week eighteen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's going to be one of those ever-evolving things. But it's got to start somewhere, and we're talking about training game. camp, and that's where it's going to start. So I, I hadn't really followed along those lines anywhere, so, so that was a good yeah. one. Ooh, good, 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 good. So, all right, so I didn't write your first two down, so that way I could give the recap when we come back. But uh, your 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 first one, I know your second one was with the with the Matt Canada offense. Yep. Uh, the first one was, have we found any answers at inside linebacker? Oh, that was ILB. That's right. Okay. Yep. Rich, yep. let's go ahead okay. and hit number three real quick before we break. Okay. Um, <laughs> number three for me, who is Calvin Austin III? That's a good one. I didn't even think of that one. Who, who is, is Calvin Austin III? Because where's it going to fit? That, yeah, that I am in at the time. I'm at Heinz Field, and yes, I can say that because it was still Heinz Field, <laughs> and, and and there with tons of fans, and we make that draft pick, and actually there was some buzz at the stadium when that pick went on. People were like, "Hey, that's pretty neat. That's pretty interesting," and so we. This was almost a question of. Well, that really was it wasn't as high last year because we had so many unknowns. But this could have been a question last year hmm. that then because of injury we never got an answer to. Yes. So now I want to know. You know. So this year I'm even more intrigued to see what that answer is because we have may have more weapon in CA three may add more than what we even knew because last year we didn't have any CA three so we still yeah. haven't seen what he is. So who is he? Yes, that the that's that's a great question. That's a great question. Um, also, here's another question I just want to throw up here because I don't want to go past it. it was from Facebook. Uh, this was from from Brian Mizwa. He wants to know about help getting notification for shows on Facebook because it's through the other Facebook page now. That's a great question, Brian. I'll look into that for you and see what we can do. I just I wanted to make sure you sure I, I know that your concern has been brought up and, and we can pass that along to the powers that be. Um, in other words, I'll say, hey, Jeff, what's up? <laughs> that, that's yeah, that's a really good one because we don't we don't know. And, and I say it again from last year I would, when you said there was some buzz at the stadium and everything. You don't feel the same about Calvin Austin the third if he's the only receiver they take in the draft, or if he's the first one they take in the draft. Correct. To me, it was the fact that they drafted Pickens, yeah, and then drafted Austin. Correct, but you know that that really intrigued me. So that's a really good one because that is a big question. Who is he? 
What's he going to do? And how are the Steelers going to utilize him? That's that's a great question. What you going to do with Calvin Austin <laughs> runs wild on you? Well, that's a good question for you because you actually were there and saw him at training camp because you were there early before he was hurt. Correct. Yeah. And let me tell so, you, that guy, that guy, I mean, he is fast, quick, because I look at fast and quick being two different things. Yeah. He is fast, quick, and shifty. Yeah. He's a skedaddler. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> as, as Coach Tomlin would say, he's yeah. a skedaddler. He's a skedaddler. Yeah. So we shall see. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say my number three before we take a break because I even kind of talked a little bit about it. My number three, and then I'll tell you why. When we get to number two, I'll tell you why this I had as number three and, and the order that I had it. But it's O Canada. That's my question. It's it's the same thing that you said about are we going to see the offense open up a little bit? And because and the reason I'm I'm laying that kind of on Matt Canada is because I felt like last year the offense, how many times do you feel like the offense might have been capable of more, but they were being held back? Whether that was Canada or Tomlin or whatnot. Does that make sense? Um, yes, it does make sense. And, you know, as you sit and talk about this, there's another piece I kind of add to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause, cause the other thing that goes along with this, with, with everything in Canada and is there more playbook and is there anything else is honestly the fact that we, you know, we've had another draft and the free agency period. We've added, we've added more, more, more and different pieces. Yes. Um, you know, rem- I remember you and I talking a couple of years ago, and we had a lot of talk about, hey, the Steelers could really put some mismatched stuff out there on the field, and we didn't do it. Yeah. I think we're set up even more with that kind of thing this year. I want to see if we do it. Yes. You know, um, who was it? Was it you? Was it me? Who was I talking with? I can't even remember. Maybe it was somebody's show. Maybe it was an article. Yeah, it was talking about. I mean, good gracious. I mean, think about what you could do in the red zone. Okay. What, oh, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, was this was this Andrew's article that was on the website today? Oh, I think it might have been his or, yeah. or whatever. Where, where he it's had like, three different three different formations that he wants to see. Well, no, the big thing is like think think about your what you could. I think do it was personal packages, not formations. Per, yeah. yeah, you 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 could go ready. You could go, Allen Robinson, mm-hmm. Matt Firemuth. Mount Washington, mm-hmm. George Pickens. I'm trying to remember who the fifth one was. I'd go with Connor Hayward because you can put him in the backfield. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. no, it was somebody with height. Um, it might have been Gentry. Yeah. No, it was somebody else in a slot because it was. Was Mount it Boykin? Washington. It was Boykin. It was That's Boykin. It was. Yes. It was okay. Boykin. And it was like, imagine if you got down there, could any team match up with that height and jumping ability for the Steelers not to just go in and play box out and score a touchdown. Yeah. But my, see my, you might, is, you might, you might have a couple guys you could match up across that, but you have five. To, you know what I'm to, saying? Yeah. To me, I, it's funny because some people are, are, are bringing up, cause I saw people talk about him earlier about Hakeem Butler. Mm-hmm. If you did not listen on our audio side, uh, to, to Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride, not this past Monday, which was a, which was a great one. I'm pretty sure it was the one before. It was whenever he he interviewed Jim Wexel, who does the Steel City Insider podcast for Steel Curtain Network on Wednesdays. Uh, they've been away for a few weeks, but but Jim and Jim in the interviews like they're like, what about Hakeem Butler? He's like, when I saw him out there, he looked like a guy that's been cut everywhere he's been. He seems like the NFL game is a little bit too much for him. So I know some people are, are excited about him, but also got to keep that in check. But I see to me it breaks a little bit to, yeah. till you till you see it. Do you know exactly what you have? Yeah, I mean and, to, and, to yeah, exactly. It, it, I, about Jeff's most hated word out there for as much as you want. Yep, potential, potential. But the other guys were, you know. I I would like to see a package with either Jalen Warren, Najee Harris doesn't matter running back. Put Connor Hayward out there, fullback slash H, yep. H back. Go with Frere Muth, 
Washington, whether you go gentry or, or or put a tall like a Robinson or a Boykin or someone else, one receiver out there, and go five wide. <laughs> have them have them bring in their run stopping package and then spread them out and say we're just yeah. going to pick you apart because we because we have the players that could do either one. I've been yeah. I've wanted to do that with them in years past for a while. I would love to see it happen. I just want to see some interesting things of that when you talk about personnel packages. That's what I'd like to say because where someone said in the live chat, I'll see if I can find it real quick. Um, that it was it was it was our buddy who gives us our music. It was Jerry Cherry Band. He says players have to make plays. Exactly. You could come. You could you could have the best scheme there is, and if the players don't make plays, you're in trouble. You can have you can have a very vanilla scheme. But if the players make plays, you're 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 going to be successful. Yeah. So yeah. I just you know, I want to see I want to see them complement each other. I want to see do, a complementary offense. Do you know the other thing that players have to do? They oh I I know exactly what they have to do. What you, do they have to do? I know it. They have to. Would you freeze? What are you doing? Where'd it go? Did not happen. You play yeah. to win oh, the game. There it is. Players have to play to win the have game. To play to win the game. With that, we've gone over a little bit in the, in the first. It's always tough. Do you stop early and, and do do two then three, or do you go a little bit over and do three then two? We went Today, over. Right, we decided to go a little over and then do. We'll come back to our last two. Do our question. Got some. Got, I don't know if you're going to like how I how I went with the top of my list, um, but I. I did it, but so make sure you stick around uh, to to hear what we how we finish this off. If you're with us on the audio side, stay with us after these messages. If you're here live, we'll be back in just a few seconds. Already, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we are rolling on here with the Scobro Show. Big Bro Rich, you're still with me as always, except when you're not. Yes, and tonight I'm with you. No. Yeah. You having fun? <laughs> It's been a long time since you worked. Come on, you, you look. You know this. Anytime you and I are together and be talking Steelers football, it's going to be fun. I'm having fun because because yes. we always. I mean, people would have laughed if they'd have seen us on vacation a couple of years ago. You and me standing in the surf, watching the kids in the water, talking Steelers Steelers football. football. <laughs> That's and having do. a blast. That's what we do. That's what we yep. do. All right, so here we go. The counter's down inside linebacker, um, the, the 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 Canada offense. Then who is CA three, which I thought was a really good one. What do you have for number two? Number two, as I said to be mentioned later, how quick does the offensive line gel? Okay, so but I asked this one early. You asked this one later, and the reason I, asked this I one later, yeah. Go ahead. And, and I'm going to go ahead and give my reason for putting it later on the list is into what I see as more important. Okay. Okay. And, and the reason being is when did the Steelers offense and the play of the Steelers really start to come around last year? As that offensive line gelled, things got better for the Steelers overall, partly because they controlled mm-hmm. the ball more. And in controlling the ball more, allowed the defense to not be as winded which led to overall better play by the Steelers as a team. The quicker this can happen with, with this line, because you're adding it probably at least one, potentially two new pieces, the quicker it happens, the faster things take off for this team. I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree with everything you just said. Now, do you want to know why? I know. Just you wait. I know that... The reason I put it at five rather than up at somewhere like two is it's because of concern for you, is it? Because, because I think they're going to roll with four of the same five starters from last year to start the season. I I do. I, I don't think they're going to rush Broderick Jones. And I've said it so many times and people were so like, but he was the first round pick. They traded up for him. They traded up for Troy Palomalo when he didn't start a single game as a rookie. Right. You know, same same thing. Now, um, the point is when you have someone that you can get where you get them, that really they would be so much higher that they just don't have the experience. 
and you have it in a position where you can you don't have to throw them into the fire, then don't Tr build bring them along, and you could have something magnificent if you don't rush it. So, yeah. Brian, stop! Ideas live chat. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> I've already, I've already, already got it in mind. So, Rich, okay. I, I love that we had both had it. We both knew it. The question is, how intriguing is it? And that's the only reason I had it down my list is because I think I, early on yeah. that they're, they're mostly going to be there's not, especially right. there's. I understand why you had it lower because to you and I agree with you. There's not as much. There's not as much to do to Joe. Mm -hmm. I put it higher because of the recognition that it took the gelling of the offensive line last year before the team as a whole yeah. took off more. So it, it's you can base your importance of it. It depends. You know, it depends on the scale you're putting it on. I put yes. it on a slightly different scale than you had it on. That's why I had it higher on my list. I mean, my goodness, we thought it was a dumpster fire after the preseason. It was not good through the preseason last year. Then no, it wasn't as bad as we expected to start the season, and it got even better. Correct. So my thing is, if you can pick up somewhere in the middle there, because the to me, the one starter that I – can, I'm very confident is going to be starting for the Steelers that wasn't on the team last year is Isaac, is Isaac Samalo. And he's already coming in and having guys that have been there, like James Daniels said, yeah, he's he's helping me and showing me what I should be doing. And I've already been here a year. That's how much he's picking it up. So that's yeah. just the kind of guy he is. So especially that's why I love listening to Steel City Insider on Steel Curtain Network is to, to hear Jim Wexel talk about some of those things and some of the stuff that he said about Isaac Samalo. I'm just like, that guy, he's if the guys around him have, have, have already had to because it's just a different blocking philosophy from Pat Meyer. It, it's it's what it is. So, but once you once you figure it out and get going, you've got it. If you've already got the majority of the guys that have done it and then someone else that, that is picking it up as the others around you have it as well, it, I, I think they're going to be in a much better place this year. I really do. Okay. I really do. And and that's part of the reason why I don't think that it's going to be Broderick Jones to start is because it is different than what you see most places um, when it comes to what their with their with their punch first mentality uh, when it comes to pass blocking. All right, so my number two, my uh, it's funny. We'll, we'll have to see if we need we need need to talk about it. Let it's a just, big question, hey, Dave. Let me just ask you one question. Okay. Who, Who does, does number two work for? <laughs> All right, for me, and that is, I'm talking one Kenneth Shane Pickett. I what my question is is how how much progression are we going to see, and how early are we going to see it? How much does the all the the crazy work in the off season that he's done? How early is that going to pay off? in the process when you come in and we had huge questions at quarterback of who it was going to be, how it was going to play out. There is not a question to the hierarchy quarterback right now. There really isn't, you know, you, um, for those of you that want to argue about it, sorry, there's no question with the Steelers. It's Kenny. It's Mitch. It's Mason. Okay. That's that's, and there's, and it's not, not that anybody has any expectation for it to be different than that. So, right. so, that's what that is. So the question is, how much more is, is, is this going to be? And I put this at number two with the Matt Canada at number three because I really think it's more about Pickett than Canada. That's why I went with the order I did. Okay. What say you? No, I, I, I can't. I can't disagree with anything you said. I, I don't really have any more to add to it, but I've got nothing I can. All right. All right, so with that, doo, 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 doo. Rich, what's your number one? Okay, my number one. Um, I will say this. There are some similarities to what you had at number two, but I, but I, yeah. I took a little different look at this, okay? And I, it's a little more general. In some okay. Ways. So I'm saying, do we get the sophomore slump or the sophomore's shine? And that's sophomore, right? <laughs> no, uh, 
you know, it, it, it's it's the sophomore slump or the sophomore shine, and it's looking at, at really looking at those second year players because you can talk about Kenny Pickett and the improvement we see there, but you can talk George Pickens in the same breath. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's these guys that are now in year two. You typically see some jump because they get a full off season with the team. You know, what are we getting out of these sophomores? We really liked what we were seeing them from them last year's rookies, except of course we didn't get to see who CA three was. Yep. Right. But that's we, why you we, asked we, that as a separate question. Exactly. Yep. That's why that was a separate question. But it, it's. We can focus like you did just on Kenny Pickett, but I think there's more to it than just Kenny Pickett. Yeah. I agree with you that it's like, uh, it's your young guys. How are your young guys maturing? Yep. Okay. It could, I mean, Jalen Warren, he's going, he's going into year two. That's exactly. another one that, that sometimes that's you don't even think about that. Right. That, that, that's, that's, that's one just because he came on so well in year one. That's why I didn't limit it just to talking about Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, of course, is is number one on that list when we're looking at it. The focal point should be there because of the position that he plays. But there are plenty of other guys that were were big-time contributors to the team last year in that first year that we want I have that same question about them. Yes. Here you go. I like this from Steelers Freak. Hey, boo-boo. It says uh, Pickett is too old. For a one-year setback, he has to elevate his game now. I'm not. No, I, 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 no, I, I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's that is a fair statement. Yeah, a fair statement. Yep. Yeah. So, I get that. All right, you ready for my number one? Right. Yeah. Do you need a drum roll or you know? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Uh, okay. How about so, if I get a uh, okay? No drum roll, but how about a but a. Oh, there you go. <laughs> a, a different kind of drummer. Um, so, so you went with it. You kind of combined to talk about multiple things in in one, and that's what made it your number one. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Good, and that is this. I want to know. I'm talking about the middle V of the D. Now, what do I mean by the middle V? Start with the ball. And make a and make a V right off the ball. And I think that's where your questions are on defense. Yes. So that's real that that's what I'm going. And when the Steelers are in base, if they have a nose, is it going to be the Keanu Benton? Is going to play nose or is he going to play more tackle? Is it going to be a Montrevis Adams? Is it going to be an Armand Watts? Is it going to be a Braden Fajoko? Either way, they're not going to get a lot of snaps. But you have to say whoever's there is going to be interesting with what what philosophy the Steelers are going to go with at that. So okay. that 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 alone would not be intriguing, in, in my opinion. But then you add, add the next letter level of the V because you're you're getting a little bit wider um, as you come off the ball, and you've got two inside linebackers. You brought this up at number five. I have this grouped together to make it number one. So you talk about the nose, yeah. you're talking about the big question marks because, simply because they've never taken a snap in a Steelers uniform at, uh, at inside line. Potentially. Potentially. I mean, unless it, you know. Because you're talking about sophomores. Mark, what about could, Mark Robinson if he right. makes the big could sophomore? Mark Robinson win a spot. The thing, with, the thing with Mark Robinson is know. he's not just a sophomore. He only played one year at the position in college. So he's got two years at linebacker under his belt. So that's why the Steelers are saying he's more we – are, we are all right with him taking more time to develop is in essence what they've said, that they're not expecting him to be in the hunt for a starting role. Is to, you know, It's all right if his progression is a little bit slower. You can do that with a seventh-round draft pick. But as the V goes on, to, to me, the – the 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 one middle part of that V that you know is there for you, okay? <laughs> okay, uh, come on, Rich, you, you can't bring up comments. I can't on the, on the screen and not let the audio only people know what's going on. But they're they're making a dirty reference because I'm talking about about you know the the shape there. But I wanted to include safety in that because that's once again middle of the field. 
Minka Fitzpatrick is going to be Minka Fitzpatrick. But where, how are the Steelers going to roll out Mickey Fitzpatrick? And what are they going to do with the other safeties? What's the plan? Are they using, are they going to have safeties support the inside linebackers when they go with, with their dime or even dollar packages and stuff like that? Is it just going to be safeties or we're going to have no inside linebackers on the field? How are they going to do that? What is the philosophy? Is it going to be KZ deep and 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 Minka roaming? Is it going to be Minka deep and and Keon O'Neal coming up into the box? Is it going to be both? Are you going to see a lot of three safeties? There's a lot of things that are intriguing about that. They have a plan with what they're going to do at safety. We're just not really sure what that plan is right now, but that's exciting. So to me, from nose to inside linebackers. You know, it, it's like a, it's like one player at level one, two players at level two, and at least three players at level three. That's why I said that it, it, it made that V shape that now everyone's taking too dirty. All right, Rich, go ahead. Uh, I can't talk. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I yeah. can't talk right now. Mm-hmm. I can't. So okay. Um, again, you did like I did. You bum, you you bundled some things together. Which then makes it makes it a more intriguing question. Yeah, that's what you know. Which is what I did. Yeah, um, you know, you, you looked at things a little more general and not as specific, um, and it was nice to be able to do that this year because I felt we had so many specific questions we needed answered last year. It's nice to not have so many specific but to be able to think of the offensive or defensive side of the ball more broadly yes exactly you ready yes i I think we've summed it up so you went inside line i'm just going to give you the overall topic inside linebacker matt canada calvin austin offensive line and sophomores i went offensive line cornerback canada picket and the 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 middle part of the defense. Yep. Whoo! There we go. So now we turn to you all, and we want to know because because you only get one. What's your number one biggest question going into into training camp? Now uh, I haven't brought it up in the live chat yet. I'm giving you all a chance to think about it, type up your response, to get ready to go in there and, but- and, and hit enter. Go ahead. What's up? But so you need this button on your thing then. Okay. Don't press send. Don't press send. I did, what are you talking about? I have that one. You have that one? Okay. I, I, I think I do somewhere. Um, oh, this. Don't press in. Yeah, that one. Yeah, don't press send. Don't press send yet until uh, until we do. And you know what? It's in there now. I'm okay, bringing it in there now because I don't want. I, I was just trying to give people time to type. Because so, press send now. Press send now. We, we usually ask the question, we answer it, but that's what we did for the whole show. So what's your biggest question going in? You know, and then we did it with most intriguing. What are you most, it could be something really good. You could just be, I'm intrigued of, you know, how, how much Darnell Washington's going to be utilized this year. That's an intriguing question, it, it you know, um, things like that. So Thomas Riley, his biggest one is the O-line, O-line. And, and, you know, Probably more what we talked about with gelling and all that other stuff. Um, Kathy, don't ask that question yet. No, well, put it I'll up bring there. it up because guess what? This is going to be more like uh, the hold on for next week. <laughs> but yep. she wants to know who will be my camp crush this year. Uh, we'll be talking about so tune in next week to the Scobro show. Yes, there you go. Um, then keep it in the family. Here's Afton for it says, How does the secondary develop? So I use cor- I did cornerback separate just because the pieces how they would how they were going to fit them in and didn't include that with the other question I had with the defense. She just went all across the secondary, which is another way you could have grouped it together um, exactly. to ask those questions. Yes. Um, Steelers Pittsburgh says the CBs. Okay, um, Gavin he just wants to know if Kenny Pickett will pan out. You'll you'll get a lot of that. I think you'll get a lot of that answered this year, Gavin. Yeah, you're, well you're gonna- it's funny because a lot of Steelers fans are like for what we've seen Kenny Pickett is panning out but if he doesn't take a step exactly does that change 
Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's what Gavin meant by that, or if he didn't, because you know, there are a number of Steelers that's fans how I, that's that how are I read not it. very impressed yeah, with Kenny Pickett at all after last year. So to me, I, I'm I'm quite hopeful after that. Okay, Claude Bishop is wants to know about can Canada coach is is yeah. his thing. So just intrigues with 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 Matt Canada and everything there. Um, uh, Brian Brian Brown says never will conserve will Matt Canada stick again for the third year. Okay, there like I said, there's. You got to look at kind of how Cam Hayward answered that as well and say if you think that that's not how he answered it, how he asked Kenny Pickett that question to see. Sometimes we get more insight when we get things like that. So, um, so and Frosty the Bear says the biggest question is the linebacking core. I get that right there. Uh, Daniel Reed says it's the offensive line gelling. Justin Conway, Kenny Pickett. Okay. Um, John Stevens says he's with Claude. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so we got a seconded one there. Um, I like the way this one was phrased, actually. Yeah, Carrie, Carrie job here. is Canada a true NFL offensive coordinator? It, yeah, that's a you know what? That's a There's, good way. Uh, that's the, that's that's the best way, way to phrase it because he could be a good offensive coordinator, but not really at the NFL level. He could be an NFL coach like how he was somewhere else, but not really like an offensive coordinator. Yeah. I, I kind of like that one. Good that, good job, Kari. Yeah. I said Kari again. Kari. There we go. Um, let's see. People are still having their running back discussion um, about stuff there. Um, Steelers Freak is the next one. Yes. I, I. It's glitching on me. You got to give me a second. There we go. I, I got, got it. it. I got it. I had it first, and then you took it away. What are you doing? I'm waiting for you to hit it again. There we go. Will Tomlin and company let old Matty live or die by putting his big boy pants on and make dynamic NFL plays to keep up with the likes of Casey? (laughs) (laughs) So, in other words, good Good job, Steeler. No, you ready? You ready? You ready? Yes. TLDR. Is Canada true NFL FC? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so no, very, 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 very similar. But I do understand what Steel Freak's saying there. Yeah, um, yes. So let's see. He was We're, getting a little more um, venting in. Yes, his, which his you know what? Which you know what? Sometimes I, I'm, you gotta I'm, not, do. I'm not. You know, as as long as we're keeping it where you know fairly nice. Fairly nice. We don't have to be. We can. We can say You're, someone's not doing a good job without being mean about it. So very good. Yeah, I, I appreciate exactly. it. We we are allowed to Give, question things without. What I'm yeah. saying, going yeah. down Ta- a path we shouldn't. Exactly. And here we go. Sherry Richards says, "Is Kevin Dotson going to be the opening day roster, or do we trade him?" Okay. If that's a big question, um, to me, I'm like, don't trade away your depth right away. Um, unless something, if it really, unless you get an offer, you cannot refuse. Got to get an offer. You can't refuse. Okay. Oh, here you go. Aquatic life. Which rookie will be ahead of the class on this team? You know, a potential starter. That's a good one. How's that going? You know, just, you know, right. Because you know what? There is a good chance that somewhere in this rookie class, someone could win a starting position by the end of camp. Yeah, which comes right along with doesn't have to. No, it doesn't have to. But here's one: Will JPJ and Trice be major contributors? Yeah, exactly. Okay, Jeremiah Yoder says Patrick Peterson. Did 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 it come up? I clicked on it. I will try Um, again. There you go. Okay, Patrick Peterson gelling with the secondary. Yeah. To me. I think he's a much enough of a veteran. I don't know how much he'll gel. Communicating, communicating. That's I, that's what he's mean, probably yeah. meaning there. Which, yeah, spot on. How will the with with the younger guys in the second communicating, yeah. mentoring? Yes, you know, being the leader. You know, being a good leader of that, especially the corner group. But you got to look at it too as his work also with the safeties because you're talking about a guy in Patrick Peterson and a guy in F- Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean. I mean, it could be a it could be a match made in heaven. It it could potentially be, be you know a marriage on the rocks. Yeah, it's like you hey, know? you sometimes things look like they would work out really well, and they just don't. And you know what? I, I say it too much. 
But you have to remember, when it comes to free agency and the excitement of all the pieces that the Steelers add, for every James Ferrier, there's a Dante Moncrief. You know, there's you you get things that are way better than what you thought it could be, and then you get things that you thought were going to be great and were not good. This is a good one here I want to bring up. Seth Bell says, biggest question is how much free reign do they give Kenny to have options and audibles and a chance to, to change the play at the line? I said that's a big one for a while. You've got to have the ability to, 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 to read and adjust what you're doing in a play. And that okay? will go a long way into whether he has a sophomore slump or sophomore shot. Exactly. Okay. So. George says – Oh, uh, concerned with Canada. Da, 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 da. Okay. Um, some of these I'm trying to figure out if they're asking a question or just making a statement to what other um, what other, other people are saying. Were, I know. I was yep. trying to like Steel Dog 88 says, How will the inside linebacker shape up? Yep. Um, I don't know if this is a question for us or just a question in general. Okay. Who do you have as a sleeper? I don't know. Maybe that, that could be a big question. I don't know if that was for us or to answer the question. I don't know. Okay. Here's a good one from Jerry Cherry Band. Yes. Will the D shut down elite quarterbacks? I had an article. I'm going through. Every day I have a different article at Steel Curtain Network where I'm looking. I'm taking the list of the top players from the NFL last year and saying who's on the Steelers schedule this year. When it came to quarterback – you know who the top three were from based on last year? The top three quarterbacks that the Steelers faced this year. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Hold on. What are, um, I'm, I'm running down through. Based on last year, because that's why I said you're, you're not going to get Deshaun Watson. You're not going to get Lamar Jackson. They missed too many games. Okay. Um, the next one, believe it or not, number two on the list was Geno Smith. Wow. And number three was Trevor Lawrence, who I think I think of more of as a number two of the best quarterbacks yeah. the Steelers are facing this year. Number five, based on last year's passing yards, was Davis Mills from Houston. Had over 3,000 passing yards in 15 games last year. All right. And Come on, you're, you're, wrap up you're expecting him to be the starter. I mean, maybe because the Steelers played week four, if Stroud's not ready. You know, right. So that's that's another question you ask about the D's shutting down elite quarterbacks. I've got some of that there. At, at uh, you could go into any one of my articles, and it, there's links to the past ones. Today, I looked at tight ends, the top tight ends the Steelers faced uh, from the top tight ends from last year that the Steelers faced this year. So um, interesting stuff. Okay, uh, here we go. Aquatic Life says, "Will Con make another significant move at linebacker?" I think it all. I, I think right now it's especially being a, just a week and a half away. You got to see what you got and see how desperate yep. you would need to be. Yes, you know, exactly. if you want, you know, you go out. I mean, the last thing you want's another. I got to get the name right. Melvin Ingram. Yes. Okay. Didn't say Melvin Gordon. <laughs> said Melvin Ingram. The last thing you. The last thing you want's another. Someone's going to come in later and think that they're going to be the star. And then the guys that you picked up are doing really well. Then you've got just disgruntled players. And you're like, well, isn't it better to just have good players? Someone comes in thinking that they're going to start and then they're not. That's the only thing. So, so, you know, usually, you know, too much talent isn't a bad thing, but also you're operating under a salary cap as well. So do you really want to spend money on something if you don't know if you need it yet, or do you got to see if you, how bad you need it and then spend the money? Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm think, I think we pretty much got it because see, everyone else. One I saw, I, the only other, I've seen like one. Might have been people that have already said there, one. but there are people that have already asked her. People already said them, so there you yes. go. So with really good discussion. You know that that next week we'll we'll do our. I'll go ahead and tell you the topic. We're yeah, doing our annual. Ahead. You know who's your. I got, wait, I got to say it the right way because remember last year you kept getting mad at me because you said there was two different things. So I got to make sure I say it the right way. That talking about camp darlings, camp darlings will be our topic you, next you week. Changed it to phenom. I think, yeah, something like camp that. darlings. The difference because because I know phenoms are people that are playing well. Darlings are people that the fan base loves. Correct. Right. And, okay. Yes. And so that, that's next week. So we're all hitting you yeah. up with that. 
Who and make sure you're checking out all the all the podcasts. There was a, a change in lap tomorrow night. It's no longer called the curtain call. We we debuted last week Tuesday morning in the audio side, the Pump Your Break show with uh, Tate Boy Fresh and Big G. And then Shannon with his Wednesday nights because you know Jeffrey Bennett stepped away said, you know I really like doing the show with those two guys. Is there a way we can do do I can do a show with those guys on Wednesday night? We're like. Well, we just added them with the show on Tuesday morning. What if we just take that show and say, hey, Shannon, we'll move that up with you with Wednesday. Everyone, all three of them love the idea. I think after listening to that show last week on audio, I think that's a good YouTube show. I think that's going to be a good YouTube show. So you're going to see that tomorrow night, the pump your brakes. That now means that the, the adjustment to the lineup was that one of another one of my very favorite shows to listen to. It was normally on Friday afternoon, which isn't always the best time to catch stuff, has now moved to Tuesday morning. And that's the Here We Go, the Steelers show with Coach KT Smith and Brian Anthony Davis, where Bad, he just facilitates. He's he's the setter. He just sets up co- co- Coach Coach KT to just hammer it home. So he, that's he, a change he, in the lineup. He tees it up and Coach, coach Smith, you know. Yeah. Drives it down the fairway. Drives it down. <laughs> See, there you go. The, the, we're, how many different sport analogies can we pull yeah, off there? Exactly. All right. Hey, um, sports, we'll and that now means that um, we, we're bumping State of the Steelers from Saturday up to Friday with Daniel J. So that's where you'll find that. We're still figuring on during the season, we know on Saturday, we're going to keep the Q&A going. We're going to do it on Saturday. Uh, don't know when we're switching that from from Sunday to Saturday at this time of year. We're still trying to, to get that figured out, um, but keep an eye open for that. Whew. And, of course, as we said at the beginning, checking out SealCurtainNetwork.com. Um, getting rolling there. Hopefully Dave, you all can check that out and like it. Go ahead. Dave, I've got to look out for our fans. So okay. right now, I just have one thing. Okay. Okay. Hear the roar. No, not yet. <laughs> Dude. Do the roar. Okay, there we go. There we go. There we go. We got it. All right, Rich, what do you want to say to close this out here tonight? Uh, you know what? It's like I, I keep, yeah, we, we always, I mean, I, honestly, it seems like yesterday we were just getting through minicamp and talking about getting through that real dog days, dead time. And here we are next week. By next week's show, we're going to be on the edge of our seats because we're about to report to camp. And other teams are already going to be in camp because Steelers are the last team to report. Yep. Um. So it's going to be exciting. And to me, that's that's what I'm waiting for is all that excitement. Hey, I, I still have a plan to head to training camp, so I haven't picked a date with the folks that I'm going with. We're hoping to have it picked by the end of the week. So that's the other thing. Next week, I'm hoping to be able to announce on our show the day I plan on attending no, training camp. Um, so look forward to that as well. And, you know, when it comes to to just getting to the start of everything, I can't wait. Wrap it up, Buzzball. Can't wait.